Hello, hello. My name is April Malone with Yes, I Work From Home, and this is the podcast. Today, I have someone local to me, Colleen Biggs, with us. Thank you for coming. Colleen, do you want to introduce yourself and let everyone know what you're doing? Hey, April. Thank you. Yeah, we live only a few miles from each other. I raised my kids in Gilbert, Arizona, and I live out in East Mesa in a community called Eastmark. My husband and I moved out here uh, almost six years ago now. Uh, It's a growing town, I would call it. It's like a town out here. And uh, I do. I work from home. I started working from home a little over about three years ago, and I love it. So I started before the pandemic. I uh, run three large businesses from my home and my small computer that I have (laughs) here in front of me. It's amazing the power of technology and what we can do. But, you know, I was using Zoom uh, six years ago before it was even cool or probably eight or nine years ago now before it was cool because I needed a way to video for, uh, for legal purposes, some of the meetings I had with some of my clients. And so I've been working with virtual clients uh, over, you know, the computer now for 20 years. Um, And I would fly to see them, you know, once a year. So this isn't anything we haven't done before in the past. So for those people that were only meeting with clients in person and had to move to online, I guess that would have been something a little different for them. But for me, I've been doing this for so long. So talking over the phone or seeing someone on video is a very common thing to do for consulting and, you know, coaching, which is what I've done for so long. Well, I want to hear a little bit about your past and then what you're doing now. So you said you've only been working from home specifically for three years. What were you doing before then? And did you have any job changes in the meantime? Oh, yeah, girl. So I (laughs) came from corporate America. I was uh, a corporate America, you know, rat on the wheel doing whatever it was that, you know, in the box of what they told me to do. I valued my worth to how much money I made, all the same stuff that everyone else does. In corporate America, we give all of our time, effort, and uh, free time to the company, and you know, you never get it back. So I decided to drop out of corporate America in 2019. I launched Lead Up for Women, the community I run now in January of 2019. Then we signed on with Voice of America to do uh, the radio show in February of 2019, launched our first issue of our magazine in January of 2019. Then we scheduled 10 luncheons around the United States, 10 different cities, 10 different states. And it was a very busy year. And once the train left the station, it was just too hard for me to to work full time, you know, as an executive in corporate America at the same time, run my business. And I knew I needed to make a decision that I needed to leave corporate America and put everything I had into making the community uh, a success, to grow, to be able to generate revenue. Um, And I was scared to death. I was scared just like everyone else was, right? My family was scared. You know, your family doesn't support you when you work from home necessarily. Now, I work from home and I have my own business. Some people work from home, but they don't have their own businesses. They still work for corporate America, but they work virtual. I have children, you know, that are doing that today. So they still work other companies, um, and they work from home. So my work from home is truly work from home, meaning that uh, I own the company. My husband also works from home, uh, owns his company. Uh, So we both do that every day, all day long. The difference is he gets to go out and, uh, you know, uh, be with other people. And he has shoots that he goes on because he's a drone pilot. 
I go nowhere, like literally nowhere. I don't leave the house, but I get showered and do my hair and my makeup every day and put nice clothes on. I just don't wear shoes because I don't like to wear shoes in my house, but everything else. I mean, I even have dress pants on, you know, I don't have yoga pants on or anything. So I get dressed fully every day because I'm going to work and I'm on video like this all day long. I'm, you know, I'm teaching teams of people and I'm on podcasts and they're on my podcasts and I'm interviewing people and spotlighting my members every day. So it's, it's amazing to me how much we can do from home and how much money we can make as entrepreneurs, you know, working from home and not even having to leave our homes to go to a building, you know, uh, per se. You yeah. caught me on a good day because I'm actually kind of dressed up, but I normally am not. I am wearing a skirt today that I bought before I was married, before I had kids, I think for a funeral. It's black with white stripes. And it's stretchy and it saw me through all three of my pregnancies. <laughs> and it was a skirt that when I um, did have to go on site, I worked for a real clinic for 17 years. If I ever had to go on site, um, like I would travel to Minnesota when it was the holidays and I could go work on site um, like on Thanksgiving day and or Thanksgiving night, actually, or Christmas night. And I would earn this extra like bonus coupon where I could like redeem it. Cause I worked this holiday. I could take any other day if I want wanted. So I'd see my family in the daytime. I go work all night. And then I would take my tickets that I had earned or my bonus coupons and go visit my husband's family down in Arkansas when I couldn't work on site. Mm -hmm. um, but otherwise I worked from home for 10 of those years. Uh, but I was required to work from my home office. I couldn't work anywhere else unless I was on site. And so um, once or twice a year, I would drive up to Minnesota, see my family, and I'd always wear the exact same skirt. It's like the only piece of dress clothes that I kept <laughs> from my, you yeah. know, pre, pre, uh, I guess I, I must've had it. I think I wore it when I worked on site, but um, yeah, this skirt has seen me through many days and I, um, I would like to buy more of them. I really like it. Um, but I don't dress up every day. I often am wearing a nicer shirt and then polka dot pajama pants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think one of my last interviews, I was doing that. Um, but it's a, it sounds like it's like a priority for you. Like it is. Yeah. Because, you know, most the women in my community that I serve, I teach, you know, I, I walk the walk, talk the walk. And I really teach about showing up, right. And how you show up and mm -hmm. the way we show up authentically as ourselves doesn't necessarily mean it's, you know, how we, you know, roll out of bed, right? Um, because when I roll out of bed in the morning, I go get my workout clothes on and then my husband and I go for a walk every morning for a couple of miles at about 5.15 in the morning because the weather's beautiful. We enjoy that time together um, and we get our exercise out of the way. And then I come home and I sit and I read, I do gratitude. So I spend the first few hours of the day uh, working on me. And then I get ready so that I'm prepared to work for everybody else. So you mentioned that you have kiddos, but it yeah. sounds like they're grown. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we have seven kids combined. My husband and I, we got married 15 years ago. We have seven kids combined. Uh, we have 11 grandkids, one more on the way, little boys coming. No way. Awesome. I know in March, April. So we're very excited about our little, our next little boy that's going to be coming then. And uh, our weekends are filled with grandkids and t-ball and gymnastics and karate and all of the fun, you know, soccer and activities that they do. We run around on Saturday and go watch them all. So my time to work is really um, Monday through Friday. 
And um, so when you are working from home, you need to establish a schedule for yourself that works for you. And I've tried out a bunch of different schedules. I'm a very driven person. So it really doesn't require someone holding me accountable to get me to do the work that I need to do. I am very much accountable to myself. Uh, So when things like the computer breaking get in the way, it frustrates me more than anything because then I can't get the work done that I have planned that I need to get done. And then now I have to adapt to using a different computer for a while, not having my files. There's just been a lot over this past week since my computer has broken that I have learned um, of what we need to do when you're in a case where you're working for yourself, especially, and working from home and have your own computer. And it's not based on a company's computer or an IT that, you know, company that can come in and recover any files that maybe you've lost. It's a whole different ball game when you're working. Oh yeah. Well, we talked about this a little bit before we pushed the record button, but Colleen and I both came in today having a very similar experience. We both have just come from recovering our computers and having them factory reset. And um, I'm on a Mac. Are you on a PC? I'm on a Dell. Yeah. Yeah. So So we had a similar experience and we both came into the Zoom having just had fresh factory reset computers, trying to get all of our settings right for the first time. So we spent a few minutes troubleshooting, which was good. Um, (laughs) And so we we agreed that we talk about that for a little while today that... um, you know, working from home, like you said, for corporate America, usually they are providing the computers and they're providing the IT support. But when you are on your own, that's something you really need to step up to and, and learn a few things, um, <laughs> at least how to get help. Like you ended up going to Best Buy. I ended up calling Apple support and we got it done. But it's a scary, scary, scary thing to have your computer wiped and to know how to back up things. And thank goodness I had a friend who encouraged me. She's like, before we try this one thing, we should probably make sure everything is backed up just in case. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, good idea. And thankfully we were able to back up the things that weren't. And I probably lost a few things. I'm learning that I had to reinstall a few apps like Zoom. I was trying to get into this meeting and I was like, install Zoom, what? <laughs> it's not already there. Um, and so quickly approving the camera and the microphone and everything. And I don't know if you had been waiting for me for a while or not, but, uh, we both came in a little like flustered, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah I have like notifications you- that are making all these noises on my computer and all my settings before that, you know, had the notifications turned off because I'm mm-hmm. in meetings all day and on, mm-hmm. you know, videos and interviews all day. So It's the little things that we take for granted. And I'm so happy you were able to back yours up because let me share a little bit about my experience. Uh I opened up my computer one Saturday morning and it had a blue screen and it was in system installing and it kept going to that there was an error. I needed my computer to be checked that I think Windows operating system had disconnected somehow or wasn't finding that a path is what they told me. So I called the geek squad over the phone, they were able to help me reset my computer, just like, you know, shutting it down for like 15 seconds, holding certain buttons, just kind of doing a reset that way. When it launched back up, it went to my home screen and and the guy's like, well, I guess we're good. This might happen again. If it does just call us. So I was like, perfect. I worked Saturday. I was good to go. I didn't touch my computer again till Monday morning. I go to log in right before my weekly client meeting at 7 a.m., And I go to log on to Zoom and my computer's got a blue screen again. Totally same back where I was. So I grabbed my phone, got onto Zoom, ran my call, you know, from my phone. 
and then called the geek squad. And again, they couldn't get in this time. The reset wasn't working. They're like, well, you have to bring your computer in. So I had no way of getting to my files to back anything up, anything up. So what I've learned from that is a problem. <laughs> um, you have to be responsible no matter what for everything that you have on your computer and, and learn a little bit more education about technology, even though I've said, oh, technology is not my friend. I'm not that great at technology. I believe everything I say, honestly. So I believed I wasn't good at technology. I believed technology wasn't my friend. So I never even tried to scout it out at all. What happened was all of these files that I was saving on my computer were on my device. It's if you were to take a, a picture on your phone and they would say save to cloud or save to your device. If you save it to your device and that phone goes in the water, it's gone. Whatever was on your device. So I was saving files on my device, my computer. They weren't being backed up. So when I went down to Best Buy, it was like the only main thing I could tell them was it is so crucial that I get my data. So whatever data is on the computer, on the device, it's not being backed up anywhere. There's no cloud storage backing it up anywhere. I need you to make sure those files are put on another file and then brought back and merged into the same folders. So needless to say, several days later, I go down there. They hadn't recovered the files. They could, didn't know where they were. I couldn't find any of my files. I was sick to my stomach. Like literally I thought I was going to throw up. On I believe the you. At I believe Best you. Buy. My entire business, I just, I just mentioned my entire business is on my computer, right? So everything I do, my client files, all of these. And now don't get me wrong. I use Google Drive for everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. I share files with my clients. I use Google Drive. However, I was not aware that you can download Google Drive onto your actual, like a folder on your laptop so that, or on your computer, so that if you put any files in there, it automatically backs it up to Google Drive. And then you can access all your Google Drive folders, just like a regular file on your computer. I just learned this in the last three days. I did not know this. So this whole time, I've been taking files from Google Drive from my computer, uploading them or downloading them from Google Drive onto my computer when I need to upload them, say, into another program. Say I go and book a podcast and they need me to upload my headshot. I, it, it looks for it on my computer. So I would download it from Google Drive, have it on my computer. And then that way I always had my headshot available to upload if I was going to be on another podcast. So I've been doing that with file after file after file, and those files get larger and larger and more and more on your computer, right? And they're not backing up to anywhere. Now I know that I can, of course, there's OneDrive and there's Dell backup and there's all these other backups. Luckily, my computer had been backing up to like some type of a Dell backup. So they were able to recover my files, but it doesn't look anything like it did before. Imagine, um, I'll, I'll use an analogy. Imagine that you go to move and someone takes every single thing in your house and just piles it all, everything. I'm talking forks, spoons, knives, everything you have in your bathroom, not boxes. They dumped them out. All, yeah, they dump everything in a big pile in your front yard and say, there you go, we moved you. you all your stuff is here. Nothing's missing. You're just like, you got to be kidding me. How do you find the hairspray? How do you find uh, the soap to go take a shower? Can How do you, you sort according to type? 
Like you might be able to like sort by date and sort so by type. You can sort by PNG. You can sort by video. You can sort by like a PDF document. So there's a sorting that can happen, but I just want to give the worst case analogy so people get a visual of understanding. That's what I'm sitting with right now. Is oh no. Dumped into one file. Am I extremely thankful that I have all my files? Oh yeah. Like I am so thankful. You have no idea that they're there. I just don't know exactly where's what and how to mm-hmm. get to it and what I need until I need it. But now I've learned from this experience, I always say things happen for a reason. And we are always right where we should be at all times, whether we're going through pain, whether we're going through hardship, whether we're going through a really happy time of our life, we need to always find the silver lining. Like, what am I being taught right now? And I'm so thankful that everything was restored. And now I know I need to back this stuff up like at regularly. All my folders need to be built in this Google Drive area so that I never have any files just sitting on my computer that aren't already automatically being backed up. So because you never know. I never know the next time. And this computer was 11 months old, brand new off the floor at Best Buy when I bought it. So this wasn't yeah. even a year old that I've had this computer and it was like top of the line. It has a terabyte of storage and everyone's like, oh, you should be using external drives. And I said, I did that before I used an external drive and the external drive went bad and I lost everything on the external drive. So I've had some experiences with other things where it was like, okay, no more. I'm going to buy an expensive laptop that has all the storage I need. I'm going to back stuff up to the cloud when I need to. And then I just got comfortable That's the word. I got comfortable with knowing that my computer was just going to be there every day and I did not maintenance it like I should. And that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I can tell my story too. So I have a Mac and I've had it for three and a half years. I got it when I started teaching ESL. Uh, A friend from one of the local mom groups actually loaned me a computer for four months when I started working from home. as an independent contractor teaching ESL, I had already been working for Mayo Clinic and I was continuing to use their computer, but I couldn't use it for my side job. So I had to have a separate laptop for that. And actually I would just like scoot one over and pull the other one out and just work at the same desk. Um, and then when my Mayo Clinic job went away after some time, um, my job was replaced with technology more or less. Mm. Um, I already had this backup thing that I was doing on the side, like a side gig, just for some extra bonus money. Um, to pay off debt and to pay for kids activities. You know, I had kids in like art crafts and like sports and, you know, just a bunch of different things, dance. Um, Well, I was able to earn enough money from this little side gig teaching English that I was able to buy a really nice brand new Mac. Um, It was on sale. It was at the same price as the top of the line, like nicer, you know, PC computer, but I wanted the Mac and it just all worked out. And I've just been so happy with it ever since. Well, Macs are known for not really having problems with viruses, and they really don't really need a lot of maintenance most of the time, and they can last many years. And so um, one of the things about my job that was a little frustrating is that I would be working in the middle of the night, which is oftentimes when people do their like updates to the computer. And so I turned off my auto update so that it wouldn't ever try to like restart or reinstall or anything while I was needing it in the middle of the night to teach because I was teaching kids in China. Well, um, so every time I would offer to do a software update or a system update or something like that, I would ignore it. (laughs) 
apparently I ignored it for three years. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, like if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of thing. And I think Mm -hmm. I've always been nervous that I've ever had to update or install something that it would break something that's working. And I feel like I have some really good advice that I have shared and that I do share with people about technology and tips and tricks that work really well. But like you're saying, you know, it works, it works, it works. And then all of a sudden I have learned so much in the past week, some of my blind spots that I was, like I said, I didn't realize I hadn't updated my computer in three years. I just didn't do it. And, um, I was still running, uh, the Mac OS, like high Sierra, I think, or maybe it was just Sierra. I'm not sure, but, uh, we had, I missed like three <laughs> system updates. Um, and so when we tried to update it to the current one, which is called big Sur, it broke my computer. Um, I I didn't have enough storage. It showed me that I had plenty of storage. I should have had half of my hard drive available because I have been updating things to the cloud. Um, And it just keeps like a smaller version of like the thumbnail version. And then it can access the cloud and and get the full version. Well, um, it basically broke my computer trying to get this thing. And um, like I said, thank goodness my friend had said, let's just make sure we back up this, that, and the other thing, just in case, um, I noticed you have this folder. Does you have this one backed up anywhere? And (laughs) before I shared my screen with her, I just said, don't laugh. This is very embarrassing. I kind of feel like I'm showing you my underwear drawer, but I have a lot of files on my screen right now because I take screenshots a lot. Um, for a million reasons, I take a lot of screenshots and I just had screenshots tiled across my entire computer three deep like layered on top of each other and she was like oh oh boy uh we could just like do a control a and like our command a whatever we use on max and just load all of those into one folder to hold them on (laughs) and so we backed up all everything on my desktop which is like what you're saying the stuff that's saved Mm -hmm. to your computer computer i don't think that stuff was saved to the cloud thankfully my photos already had been updating to the cloud um but yeah, I learned a few things. She watched me try to name the file of that one folder that we made. And she was like, oh, don't use a dash. <laughs> don't ever use a dash. And um, yeah, I was like, why? Why not? <laughs> um, and so there are like systematic ways that you can name your files too that would help you find them in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I do struggle sometimes with knowing, is that my documents or my downloads or my, you know, just to try to find things. And so I'm struggling. So basically I took my entire desktop and I shoved it into one folder, which it is still has the subfolders and everything, but yeah, I had to try to, I'm still trying to have to find things out of my iCloud account and pull it in. Um, and I found out that I didn't have a lot of things, you know, I use different apps for teaching. So I use this one called Manicam, which is kind of a hog. It, it lets me do special effects for the kids and lets me like write like a whiteboard on my camera screen here and a few other like AR sticker type things like, you know, masks and filters and things. Um, but yeah, I, I log in to go back to work and I realized, oh, I forgot to install Manicam. So, you know, really quickly installing Manicam and Zoom and all these things. And every day I'm learning, oh, I have another thing I, I forgot, um, you know, just to be functional. So uh, what have you learned from this experience? <laughs> Uh, one, um, shut my computer down more. So instead of just letting it stay open and run, um, even though it goes to sleep, I need to just like our cell phones, we need to reset 
our computers and shut them down more often. I've, I tend to just work. And then when it's time to stop at dinner, you know, at seven o'clock at night or something, then I just leave my computer wherever I'm at when I stop. And then in the morning I come in and it goes to sleep, but it's not restarting. So okay. I really need to restart my computer more than once a week. I should probably do it a couple times a week. It's just like resetting your cell phone. I do it every day, but that's something that I learned because I was struggling with the ESL teaching uses, um, it's not just a video conference, but your video conferencing on the other side of the world and using some server or whatever they call them way over there. I don't know all the words. Um, and so the ping, you know, it would really be affected. I feel like, or something would, I could always feel that lag. Like I'd be trying to sing a song with this kid and we were always a little bit off. And I found that if I started resetting, I found some, lady who was a VIP kid teacher who made a video years ago, like three or four years ago. Um, and she recommended, um, is VIP kid Kelly or something like that. She recommended a few tips, like restarting your router more often, restarting your computer, clearing your cache, restart your computer, you know, close extra applications, close some tabs. All of those things really did make a difference for me. And so they have turned into one of my routines, but there's a lot of room for growth. And I guess you just don't know until, you know, (laughs) That's so, so true. You don't, you don't know until you know. And so you're right. I, um, I had to struggle through that. The other thing I would say for every single person, even if you're like, oh yeah, that was stupid. I can't believe they didn't back up their files, right? Go double check your computer because you might think you're backing everything up and then you find out you're not. So yep. it's the same with our phones. You know, uh, my phone has a ton, like all my, I have all of my, you know, uh, photos backing up and doing that. For some reason, some setting will change when I've turned it off or an update came through. And then before I know it, I, I go in and it's like, these photos are saved on your device. I'm like, well, how are these photos saved on my device when all my photos were being backed up to the cloud? It's like when an update happened on my cell phone at some point, it changed some things, you know? Mm. So you always need to be, it's like everything in your business. You need to be paying attention to your accounting, to your numbers, to your taxes, to the money that you have coming in, to the money you have going out. I know so many people that don't pay attention to their bank accounts. And before they know it, like this happened to me the other day, because I pay attention to my bank accounts, I signed up for DoorDash a few months ago. And all of a sudden, I noticed that there was a DoorDash charge that came through like the regular monthly DoorDash through a credit card of mine, but it was coming out of my business account as well. So somehow when I got on DoorDash to go log in, you know, sometimes it'll log you out of things and then you have to log in and you're like, why do I have to log in? I'm always on this app. So I had to log in and I logged in with a different email address. So something happened and I was paying for two DoorDash accounts by accident. But because I check my accounts every month, the first time it hit that credit card, I was like, why is there a monthly DoorDash account charge on this credit card when I pay for it out of my business account? So I immediately went researching and DoorDash canceled all of the accounts in there and went in and just reactivated the one account that I should have. So I see this all the time with women that I coach and they just don't pay attention So you get all of these charges that come through on your accounts that you shouldn't be paying for. I can't tell you how many times I have seen things, especially on my credit card, that have come through that weren't my charges or someone made a mistake and charged me for something or I signed up for something. And before I know it, it's a monthly subscription and I didn't know it was a monthly subscription. So it's the 
same with our computers. And it's just another lesson for me to remember that it is our responsibility to pay attention to how we're, how I'm maintenancing my computer. And I was so thankful for this computer that's small. It does so much work. It's got amazing RAM and ROM and it's like a beast, right? It just works so great for being this tiny little computer that I took, I took it for granted. And I took it for granted so much that I just was going on my merry way with my business every day and I wasn't giving it the, the special need that it needed. And I honestly, people probably think that sounds funny, but it's like your car. If you don't take care of your car and all you do is put gas in it and drive it everywhere, eventually like the oil's gonna get gross and you need new tires, you need mm-hmm. new brakes. And I feel our computers are kind of the same way, right? We need to pay attention. And I'm a very organized person. So all my files were very organized in different folders. And like I said, it's like they took my house and dumped every item, not in a box, just every item on the front lawn and said, there you go. We moved you. Like, that's what they said. There you go. Your files are back. So it's going to be quite long time, months Mm -hmm. before I recover everything and get them into folders. But now I'm moving everything. Like I'm just going to take that whole folder and just push it under cloud just so that I know all those files are being backed up now as I slowly get them into like the rooms, right? As you take a fork and put it in the kitchen and you take your soap and put it in the bathroom and you take your shoe and put it in your closet. That's what I'm going to be doing, you know, for probably the next couple of months. Uh, But I'll never make that mistake again. Let me tell you that right now. Never will make that mistake again. Yep. I hear you. You were talking about the DoorDash and the charge. And I was remembering, like, I have a few recurring charges that I notice whenever I check the bank statement that they don't notify you that it's a recurring thing. Like, that's a sneaky thing. And you're not getting that monthly reminder. But I have one that is a monthly reminder. And I get that reminder. And every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I can't deal with that right now. Oh, oh, I got to get the kids to school. Or, oh, I'll, I'll remember to do that later. And then the next month, it charges me. And I'm like, ugh. Shouldn't be paying for this, but I really need to take care of it. And, you know, and we're busy and sometimes, you know, like you're probably more organized than I am, but you know, our brains are running a lot of different directions. And until I start to make a note of it and be like, we got to take care of this. Um, yeah. You have to schedule time when everyone, you know, the, the excuses are always, I don't have time or I'm too busy. And my, my response to that every single time is, you need to schedule time for what's important in your life. I have to schedule time for dates. Mm-hmm. I have to schedule time with all my kids because they're married and they're grown up and they're not under my roof, right? Yeah. I have mm-hmm. to schedule the time in my schedule to do the things personally that I want to go do, go get my nails done, you know, go, go get my mother-in-law, take her shopping, whatever it is, you have to schedule the time. So I schedule time in my week, every week for budgeting. And it's that important to me. And unless we <laughs> schedule the time, to do our budgeting, then we, I mean, I have a bookkeeper that I hire. I have plenty of people that are on my staff that I hire to do a lot of the work for me, but that doesn't mean you turn your head and never look at your expenses. You still have to look at your P&Ls. You still have to know. And then if you have a really good CPA or really good bookkeeper, they're the ones that should be letting you know, like, hey, there's five charges that are recurring on here every month. Do you know what they are? Or do you know you have these memberships everywhere? Or you know, when you bring that up and someone's like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize this. Like I was getting charges from my bank every month because somehow when I set up my business bank account several years ago, 
I clicked on something for uh, payroll. And so they were charging me $25 a month for being having having to have access. And I asked my bookkeeper, what is these charges? Because I'm getting other regular bank, you know, bank account charges. And so she looked into it for me and I looked into it and she said, you've got to call the bank because you're being charged. You know, I, I think it might've been $35 a month. So this oh, had gone on for a few months and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I finally got a hold of the bank and they backdated it for me and then stopped it. Um, so I got some of the money back, but I know it's not a lot of money in the scheme of things. If you're making multiple six figures to worry about a bank charge of $35 every month. But I guess I would ask you the question, why would you be paying $35 for something every month that you're not using, that isn't something that you even know about, that you shouldn't be paying? And that adds up. Add that over 12 months and you know three years, and that could be a client paying you you know, for a monthly bill or something. So when you think you about hired, it that way, it adds up. You could have yeah. hired someone to clean your house or you know, something yeah. instead of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I do have someone clean my house. So <laughs> I'm, I'm I have no problems them. paying them every single time they're here. It's my favorite bill to pay every single time <laughs> they leave, you know, cause I stay in my office and I work and I walk out of my office for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. They clean my office. I go right back in and start working again. And, uh, it's the best investment I ever made because m- me taking the time to clean my house really honestly isn't what I enjoy anymore. And I, it was great when the kids were growing up, but my husband and I enjoy cooking dinner together. So mm-hmm. we save money and not going out to eat. Cause we yeah. do that maybe on the weekends, but during the week, we love to cook dinner together. So I do that every single night and that's where I want to spend my time, you know, with my husband. So, all right. So what else do you have people helping you with? You said you have a staff. Yeah. So, um, I have a staff that helps me find podcasts, speaking, um, opportunities. Uh, they help me with all my newsletters. Uh, they do social media posting, uh, for me. I have an editor for the uh, magazine, a publisher for the magazine, an artist who puts that together and lays it out. Um, I have a bookkeeper that I work with. I have a business coach that I work with. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of all the services that I have of people that work with me. Um, but it's quite a bit, you know, I'm a member of several other women's organizations as well, um, because I really believe in cross collaboration and they're a member of my organization. Um, I just really believe in showing up everywhere you possibly can to expand your influence, to, uh, really attract the right clients to you and, the best way to leave an impression is just be yourself. Did you already say if you had help with your podcast as well? Yeah. So I have a producer um, that helps. So uh, one of my assistants will upload my podcast, promote my podcast, um, send the information to my guests. But I also have a producer that takes care of my audio, um, adds my intros, my outros, uh, my um those that are um, sponsoring my podcast, those types of things. Yeah. Awesome. And is that, is that someone that you hired individually or through like a s- agency or service? Well, they own an agency, but yeah, individually I hired them. I got to know them actually through Fiverr. And then, um, then we started our conversation and started working outside of Fiverr so that he didn't have to, you know, take less money from a third party. And then we started working one-on-one outside of Fiverr and he owns his own um, you know, a podcast agency. And so he works one-on-one with me, but yeah. 
really great. I recommend anyone starting a podcast, have someone in their pocket that knows what they're doing with the podcast, um, how to get everything on Apple play and Google play and how to get yourself on all of the outlets. There's like 14 outlets out there that you need to get on. And so hire someone who knows what they're doing. I really believe in having other people do <laughs> certain work for you so that you can do what you're you know, best at because mm-hmm. they're not going to sell for you, right? They're not going to build your business for you, but they can do all the tasks so that you can focus on selling and building the business for yourself. For sure. What is your business? Can you talk about Lead Up for Women? Yeah. So Lead Up for Women is a community for women who want to be seen, be heard, and be visible. So just like many other female organizations, we do the collaboration, the networking, uh, the masterminding. We have you know uh, weekly masterclasses. On top of that, I really knew from my consulting back in corporate for, let's see, about 340 businesses, I guess I've launched up to this point, was that all of those businesses needed um, visibility. It's not a, I'll build it and they will come type of situation, even though they were brick and mortar. So they needed to connect with the community. They needed to tell everyone through direct mail. They needed to use social media, invite people in for an open house. They really needed to um, be seen and be heard everywhere, just be visible everywhere. And the community needed to know they were coming. It's no different as a female entrepreneur when you're building a business, whether it's brick and mortar or if it's online and it's virtual or you have a product that you're selling, you need to promote it and you need to promote yourself. So I added that component to Lead Up for Women through our magazine. So the members of Lead Up for Women write articles in all of our magazines and we have covers on every magazine you can see. Um, for your listeners, uh, Sharon Lecter, Patty Farmer, had Didi Wong. We've had a lot of different women on the cover of our magazine and it's broken up into several sections on the inside. So it's great because the women get to become published authors in a magazine and that's great to put on LinkedIn and have that as something that you um, have as credibility. Same with the podcast lead up for women speak up to lead up was on um, voice America for about a year or so. And then I moved to a podcast platform back in April of 2020, April, May. And then now we've been doing it as a podcast every week. So I didn't have to go into the studio and do it live. So we do it as a podcast every week. So our members are all interviewed on that. I do a member Monday spotlight where I spotlight one member and interview them live um, on Mondays. On Tuesdays, we do a teaching Tuesday masterclass where the member comes forward and teaches for an hour and the class is free to our community. We promote the heck out of it and promote the member. And then, um, you know, we drive the registrations for them so they get to sell their products um, at that masterclass. And then on Wednesdays, we do the podcast. And on Thursdays, we spotlight a female that inspires us to thrive. Uh, So we spotlight a a new member every week all over our blog section on our website, as well as um, on social media and all the other links that we utilize. Um, And we also do regular newsletters. Uh, We do we just did a membership drive. We've launched two chapters um, we've launched a chapter in, um, in Arizona and Chicago, Illinois. Uh, we're launching two more, one in Southern New Jersey and Toronto, Canada, 
And then we'll be launching, uh, I believe about 11 more between now and September of next year. So no way, that's amazing. Yeah. We're spreading the word about Lita for women. So I'm excited about that. And, um, you know, we do networking events every month. The chapters have events every month. So this is really about staying connected in the community, um, teaching in the community, being on the platforms, being in the spotlights. I did a, a compilation book not too long ago with several women in Lead Up for Women so they could become published authors in a book and help them put that together. So everything I do leads back to um, is, is this platform that I'm putting together going to spotlight the females? Is it going to spotlight their brand? Is it going to help them expand their influence so they can attract more clients and make more money? Um, and that's really what it's about. I, I work with action takers. I work with women that want to show up, want to build their business. They want to make more money. Uh, they want to have more clients and they're willing to do what it takes you know, to get them. So that's the community I lead. And then since I've been coaching uh, back in corporate America for 20 years, I brought that coaching out here as an entrepreneur as well. So I work with um, women one-on-one in my platinum program um, called LEAP, uh, which stands for Lead with Enhanced Acceleration to Reach Your Peak Performance. And then I work with the Gold Group, which is my group, uh, my uh, group group, and they meet uh, every week. And then I meet with them uh, once a month, one-on-one. So I also have a high-level mastermind that I run, which is um, my third company. And that is uh, uh, Infinite Impact, where we have uh, 10 women in a very intimate setting. We meet once a month on the phone. They're from all over the United States. And then we fly quarterly for four days and go get away and bring in high-level speakers and trainers. And we work on ourselves. We work on our businesses. Um, everything in this is about accountability and holding each other accountable for like big changes in your life and in your world at the moment to level up, to really make that infinite impact, um, on so every three months you go and you fly somewhere to every get quarter. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. And we just have a blast. We bring in a personal chef. Uh, we all stay, you know, I get condos that we stay in and, um, we went to Breckenridge, Colorado, um, back a couple months ago, we're going to, uh, Foley beach, Charleston, South Carolina area, uh, next month. And we rented a yacht to go out on, to go to a different couple, you know, islands out there and have some fun. Um, then we were in, uh, Northern Arizona at Sharon Lecter's ranch. And we spent the weekend with her teaching us about financial literacy and assets and passive income generation. So we, and then we worked with Rachel Jane. So we work with very high level trainers that come in and spend the weekend with us and really help us through the training. So it was something I was looking for myself and couldn't find the right group. And so I just created one. (laughs) I mean, that's how you get it done, right? Yeah, it is in my world. It is in my world. Yeah. I have a few questions. Um, first of all, I don't, I'm not familiar with the voice of America. You're going to have to help me out. What oh, you're that? not. Okay. So they're one of the largest live internet radio, um, companies in the world, um, is voice America. And I so like they um, maybe contacted me probably they do. Um, especially if you have a podcast, they came to me um, when I, we put a press release out, when we first started the company, they found us and had us on as an interview. 
and then had me back in the studio. Um, they've got millions and millions of listeners um, in all different countries. Are they the ones that have like, it's almost like the old TV uh, guide when we would like look and see like, do they have multiple channels? Multiple channels. Shows? Yep. Okay. They did contact me and I was like, what is this? And who are these people? And is this a yeah. scam? So oh, they're real. real, they're real company. I started with them and, uh, and they were starting a women's empowerment, um, line through their empowerment station and wanted me to lead that. So, um, we did for a while when we first started. And I mean, we had tens and thousands of listeners in like 38 different countries. It was great, but they needed you to come in and record in the studio. So I would go every week physically into the studio. Not everyone did, um, but I would go and I would have my guests if they were local, I'd have them meet me in the studio. And then I would bring my husband in because he's a photographer and I would have him do video and photography for me. And I would share that with my guests. And then of course uh, we would have people uh, call in if they um, weren't local. And then during the show, you could have people call into the show as well because it's a live show. So Um, So that was a lot of fun. But then, you know, COVID hit in March of 2020. And I was just done with driving to the studio anyway. It was a lot of time out of my day. Was it in Phoenix? It was in Phoenix. Yeah. It was right by the airport, like 44th Street. Yeah. So like a 45 minute uh, drive or an hour almost for you. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it was like a 30 minute drive there. And then I'd have to do the hour show and a 30 minute drive back. So I decided to, um, start doing it locally at home and then just switch it to a podcast. So I wasn't on a live schedule. And then I still kept it live because I like to be consistent with the timing of when I show up online, but then, um, starting next year, um, due to the time it takes for me to do all of these podcasts, I think I'm going to lump them together in one week and do three interviews like Monday, three interviews on Thursday, certain week of the month, and then just have all of those come out and just do straight podcasts. Yeah. Instead of doing videos. I would like to get more into that rhythm, but right now we're still kind of, I sometimes will record two or three in a week. I do two in a week on average. Like that's my goal. I, I could on average, I have like one and a half, like I have missed a few, um, because we're a small team right now. Uh, but yeah, it would be my dream to have like five weeks out, but we just haven't gotten there. Like, I guess the, the interviews trickle in at a right, right about the right rate that I need. Mm. Um, and then if I ever need a bonus one to fill in the gap, I'll record like a, a solo episode that we can save for when I don't have, if a guest cancels or something like reschedules or something like that. Yeah. I still have never done a solo podcast. Not one yet. Really? Um, I've, oh, yeah. Trip. I've always um, had a guest. In it's a little exhausting. 128 episodes, I think we're up to now that I've always had a guest. It's just so crazy that I haven't, you know, thought haven't, but, um, there are weeks that if I'm on vacation or I'm out of town for a training or I have an event or it's a holiday, uh, because I do them on Wednesdays, it's in the middle of the week that I'll, um, you know, we'll just, we kind of already have them in queue uh, but sometimes we catch up and then I'm like, yeah. oh no, we're caught up. So we can, we can't miss a week. So mm-hmm. I think doing them in bulk again, I'm looking at next year of how can I minimize so much time exchange for what I'm doing? 
and just do it really smart. So again, I'm glad we're talking about that because it's about being smart while you're working from home. So for me, blocking those into one week and doing them on Monday and Thursday of one week of the month. And then I have the whole rest of the month and doing six interviews and, and taking care of six. That's a lot. That way we have all four plus two in the queue in case one week, you know, we have a week that um, no matter what, even if I couldn't record, we would just, so we would always be on time. I think it's just going to work out a lot better that way. I think it's recommended and highly recommended actually, but uh, you know, it's, it doesn't, doesn't always happen the way you want it to. But I think if you're a little bit more intentional about it, when I have done like three, six interviews in one week, it gave me a little bit of room to breathe the following week, but it can be exhausting. If you do a solo episode, I find this a little bit more difficult. I'm sure if anyone has listened to my solo episodes, you can go back and listen to them because they're good. Um, but I find it a little bit more difficult to sound natural because I'm just like doing this monologue. And you know how mm. some people can kind of like, I talk fast. And so when I'm asking questions and listening and asking questions, it's probably a more natural cadence. But if I'm just like trying to like, remember all the things I wanted to tell you, it's probably going to come out in a blur, <laughs> maybe a little disorganized, you know, like when I'm listening to you, I can be thinking about, oh, this would be a good follow-up question, but when I'm going on my own. So the last mm -hmm. time I did it, and usually when I do a solo episode, I listen to it and I'll be like, nope, <laughs> gotta redo that. <laughs> but then what's confusing is if I try to redo it again in the same day, I can't remember what I already said, because I feel like I just, I, 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 I did it. And then I listened to it and did I repeat myself? And so I tried to use some notes from the last one. I checked my transcript. Mm -hmm. I use, um, I use like a voice recognition technology auto otter AI, I think is one I use mm -hmm. to just get the rough, you know, transcript. I don't have to edit it. I, I'm not publishing them right now, but, um, so I was reading along and I tried to like, oh, I could move the order of this. And I made a few notes, but it's not good to use the transcript as notes because you're trying to read. And so my editor, <laughs> bless his heart, I kept just pausing and reading and I'd be like, just edit all these pauses, okay? And that makes more work for him too. So if I just would have had my, followed my own advice, because I was actually, um, my last episode was about giving um, interviews, which there's some good tips in there. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. But I was saying, if you ever need to make notes for yourself to tell a story, like in an interview, just use one or two keywords. You'll remember the story. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't need to have like a paragraph written out. And that's what I was doing. And that's, I find myself breaking my own rules often <laughs> and then learning from that. I'll never do that again. So, yeah, I guess that's the, the other piece of today's interview that we could talk about, which is you need to follow your own advice. Yeah. So, of course. If someone came to me or one of my clients said, oh my gosh, I lost all the data on my computer. I'd be like, what do you mean you weren't backing that up? Right? Well, yeah. here we go. Like to me, I thought I was backing stuff up. And then when I realized I wasn't, and then I had a problem, it's like, oh my gosh, I could lose all that. So we need to take our own advice. We can't sit here and tell someone else, oh, your hips are sore and your back is sore because you sit all day and sit all day. Yeah. And, not, you know, and, and tell everyone else what their problem is, but we don't follow our own advice. You know, I'm standing right now and I have my set up to where I can sit or stand or sit or stand. And I don't have to change anything behind me. I have a, a, uh, contraption on my desk that goes up and down with my computer. So 
I can just move things where I need to move them so that I can stand up when I want to stand up and I can sit down when I want to sit down, but Mm -hmm. at least it keeps me moving throughout the day. And then, you know, I can't blame my health on anyone but myself. I wasn't working out at night because I got too busy working. And it's like, you better shift that to another time that is the first priority. So that's why we get up at 515, which is what time I was getting up anyway. It's really nice at that time of day here. But it's just beautiful. And so as the as the sun, right, goes, comes up a little bit later, as we get into winter, I'll probably get up, do my reading first, change into my clothes, and then we'll go walking and then come back and I'll hop in the shower and get ready instead of the other way around. But right now it works and it's just nice. It's a change, right? It breaks up the day and it's nice to have that exercise in the morning. And, you know, I already start my day with 8,000 steps, right? So I'm already almost at 10,000 before I even get in the shower and start my day. Because when I'm at home, my steps are from here to the bathroom and back. I mean, I don't have any little kids I'm chasing around. I don't have anything else that I'm doing other than, you know, being at my desk and my computer and working from here and occasionally maybe walking out to the kitchen or something, but that's even rare. I um I find myself implementing the things that we talk about in these podcasts because I feel like when I'm interviewing all of these different people coming from all these different walks of life and different capacities of work and you know all the different things like I I interview entrepreneurs and employees you know in the full gamut of you know employee to manager and you know CEO I I'm like wow you know this conversation has been motivating to me personally uh, I remember a few weeks ago I was telling someone I really want to get a treadmill. And someone in my buy nothing group, which is like a Facebook group where people local to you can not, you're not trading, but you give away things or you can receive things. Um, Sometimes you give and receive with the same people or sometimes you just pay it forward. But um, this lady knew that I've been looking for a treadmill, but I wasn't ready to just purchase one. And she found one that was someone was giving away for free on marketplace. And she contacted him and said, I know someone who wants that and that she could pick it up tonight. And she messaged me and she's like, I found a treadmill for you. You can go pick it up tonight. I already contacted him. <laughs> he said, yes, you can come. And I'm like, okay, I'm on my way. And so we went and got on this treadmill and I found a, a shelf that I can set across the arms of it. And while I'm listening and like, um, you know, listening through my podcast and doing a quality check or um, typing short emails or setting up, you know, interviews or whatever, I can walk two miles at a slow pace, typing and listening and walking and looking out the window and not even realize it. It's great. Like it's slow enough. I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily getting my heartbeat up, but I'm getting steps in without even, you know, it's just time that I would have just been sitting and then I can go for a walk and do other things and walk faster later. But um, if I'm listening to something, I can walk faster. If I'm typing and I have to walk slower, but it is really nice to, to finally be able to implement the things that I've been meaning to do and, you know, progress. Yeah. You know, we only have one body. And our health does not wait for us. And we are, we put our bodies to the test. And for some reason, we seem to think that our bodies owe us something and that they're just going to be here for us forever. And I'm turning 50 this next year. And it's not like my body is completely changed. And oh my gosh, when you hit this age, everything just goes south, right? I'm not going to say that because my health is my health because I either work on it or I don't. I either eat healthy or I don't. You know, I either 
I used to let myself go and not eat in the mornings for a long time. And then I, when I got tests, it's like my cortisol was all over the place. Then they said, you need to start having these shakes in the morning and that will help, you know, even out your blood sugar and you won't hold on to as your body won't hold on to as much fat. And so they try and help you with all these pieces, but our health is the most important thing above our businesses, above family, above money. Like if you're not here, you're not here. You can't help anybody else. So that's why I spend the first few hours of my day pouring into my cup so that I have something to pour out (laughs) all day because it just got to the point. I just, you know, I remember working in corporate America and the long hours and, you know, I go back and look at my Fitbit from, um, you know, years ago. And I used to average like three to five hours a night. And it was like, poor, 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 poor. My sleep was horrible. And I go back and I look at my health during that time. And I had multiple migraines all the time. I would get sick and have sinus infections. I'd get bladder infections. I'd have all these illnesses that I remember looking back. And so when I became an entrepreneur, I could sleep till whenever I wanted in the morning, right? Because you can make your own schedule. I still got up super early in the morning. I now used to go to bed 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. I go to bed at like nine now at the latest, you know? So I put myself in bed nice and early. I make sure I get, you know, seven hours of sleep every night because that is medicine. Your sleep is your medicine. And, you know, some moms will tell me, well, yeah, but you don't have little kids at home anymore. You don't know what that's like. It's like, okay, I've already raised all my kids and I help with my grandkids. So I do know what that's like. And I did live through that life. And I'll tell you this one thing I didn't do that I wish I would have done every morning, which was wake up 10 minutes before the rest of the kids did just so I could have time for myself, whether it be reading something, reading scriptures or reading a book or meditating for 10 minutes. You need your alone time and you can't go by the last time, you know, the kid goes to bed and then you go to sleep. And then all of a sudden you stay asleep until the first kid wakes up because you never get any time to yourself. So plan some time at night when they go to bed for yourself, whether you want to read or prepare yourself for bed or whatever you want to do that's self-care for you. Um, it could be 10 minutes long. It doesn't have to be a half hour. And then wake up just a few minutes before the first one does and spend a little bit of time with yourself. I let my schedule run, you know, based on what my kid's schedule was. And that's why I always felt run down. It's why I always felt run down. I never had that time for myself. And um, I have the luxury now that my children are grown, you know, and I've raised them to have that time for myself. And still so many women that I know that do have time to themselves, they don't utilize it. They still work and, you know, get to their computer first thing in the morning when they wake up. They don't take time to get their mindset straight. They're they're not writing gratitudes. I just couldn't imagine if I wasn't doing those things, you know, what my day would look like. It would just, your day is run then off of everything that happens that day versus you setting the stage of how your day is going to be. And I prefer to control my day. When I married my husband, he was the morning person and I was the night owl. I was working overnight shifts when I was working for Mayo Clinic. I was like helping with the emergency room notes and catching up the Mm. backlog from the day for the two hospitals and the huge medical clinic. And ironically, I am now the morning person and he is the night owl. And it's because of my shift to that ESL job Mm -hmm. that I started doing. I have wake up at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. Lately, I've been getting up more like at four. And I used to to teach all the way up until the time I had to get my kids to school and like rush, 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 rush. And 
for whatever reason, there's a long story behind it, but um, the ESL end time stopped an hour earlier than it used to. Um, well, China decided that the kids in China need to go to bed earlier. <laughs> and so we stopped teaching earlier. And that has given me an hour gap sometimes between my job ending and the kids waking up. Um, sometimes it's only like half hour or 45 minutes. But I'm telling you, I am enjoying that 45 minutes or whatever of just, you know, sipping tea or coffee in the morning Silence. or just, <laughs> yeah, sitting in the quiet, petting the cat, looking out the window, going for a walk. And I never, ever would have thought I would be able to say that I really, enjoy. I used to scoff, like literally when people would be like, oh no, you got to wake up earlier to like have your own time. And I'd be like, I value my sleep. Thank you very much. You know, you don't know me very well. I'm a night owl. And I can see the light now, <laughs> especially with the Arizona heat. Like I can enjoy maybe not so much in the last two weeks with all the mosquitoes that we've had with, mm-hmm. um, I've been actually cleaning, organizing my garage the last few days. And I've had some people helping and just kind of sitting with me conversation and, you know, just kind of get through the task. And I really enjoy that, but the mosquitoes are just vicious. They're vicious right now. <laughs> yeah. They who really are, are. You, Who do you reach out to? Like, who are your main, um, clients? So, um, my main demographic of clients that I work with are female entrepreneurs that are solopreneurs, um, that own their own businesses and they're in the build phase. So either they've been building and they could have had their company for 20 years, but they've hit a stall. They don't know why they need fresh eyes to come in and look at what's happening in their business practices to be able to make some changes, right? They're doing things the way they've always been doing it and expecting a different result and it's not working, right? The economy's changed. The demographics have changed of people. uh, Buyers' habits have changed. And so you have to go with the flow of that and know what those are. And mine are all, I work with all females now. I used to work with males and females, but now I just work with all females. And I'm really building these females up through their belief in themselves, their belief in Uh, what their abilities are, reminding them how great they are, holding them accountable to what they say they're going to do. I require a lot of action when my clients work with me because that is exactly where you have to go through to hit success. You can't expect to be successful with zero action. And that's usually the one thing that holds everybody back. You know, they're not taking the action that they need to be taking Uh, to build that company. So again, it's all on their own terms. I'm not setting their goals for them. They're setting their old goals. So some of my clients might have a million dollar goal when another one might have a $7,000 a month goal. So they all have different goals. It doesn't matter the amount of the money or the goal, um, but they all have equal action generally within that of what they're doing. So, and I know we are running out of time. So where can people find you and your community? Well, it's easy. Um, Everywhere on social media, we're Lead Up for Women, and you can find us at leadupforwomen.com. And I wanted to offer to your listeners uh, the opportunity to come to one of our networking events. It's a great way to meet other women. If you are um, someone in business development for corporate America, or if you're an entrepreneur, we invite you to come and meet some other women and get to know them. Even if you run a podcast or something on the side and you're looking for women that could be guests, this is a great way just to network. We go into breakout rooms, the, the national one that I do on the third, it's the, I'm sorry, the first Thursday of every month um, is national. So we have women there that are out of the country. Uh, We have women there that are from America there. And uh, then the chapter directors do theirs 
uh, usually on the third Thursday or, you know, another day during the month. So you can attend two networking events, but I'll give April all the information. So you guys have it at your fingertips to be able to click on the link and I'll give her the code for you to sign up as a guest as well. And we invite you to join us for any of our events. We have teaching Tuesdays that have different um, subjects every week and our members come forward and teach those. And one week we're learning about dementia. One week we're learning about sleep and getting ready for sleep and what's in our room when we sleep and why we have trouble sleeping. And then the next week we're learning about business insurance. Then the next week we're learning about our taxes. So trust me when I tell you it is a different subject, personal, business, you know, all different subjects within our families and our lives that we need to learn from. Again, I love learning from other people. So if learning is beneath you, then believe me, leadership is beyond you. We should always be learning. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Colleen, for speaking with me. I appreciate it. And I will look forward to, um, I guess, maybe catching you at one of your networking events. Thank you so much. Absolutely, April. Have a wonderful rest of your day. All Thank right. you for this having has me been- here. This has been April Malone with Yes, I Work From Home and Colleen Bikes. We'll see you next time.